You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You may have a seat. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, folks. Uh, we, we're in the series called Heaven and Earth. And where we've been studying just particularly the book of Hebrews and looking at the priesthood of Christ. We've been looking at Jesus specifically in the way that the book of Hebrews brings us, uh, him to us, which is as a high priest. This is the image that we have. Scripture tells us that Jesus, as this high priest, as our high priest, brings the presence of God to his people and brings the people before the face of God. God and his people together. That is what Jesus, our high priest, does. Think about that. Before we just kind of rush on, think about what we're actually talking about. God and his people together. What does it mean? What could it possibly mean that the incarnate one, Jesus Christ, who walked around on this earth in an earthly body, now sits at the right hand of God the Father, governing the cosmos and interceding for us, his people, always, constantly forever. Even for Christians, this is a lot to fit into your head. This is like, this doesn't work with the imaginations that we kind of come stock with, does it? This seems to kind of confront and interrogate the things, our sense of reality, what we think is possible. This is a lot to imagine. But here's the real scandal. This is what is really, really difficult for us to get our head around. God is not somewhere else. If you don't find God here now, you won't find God. God is not somewhere else. He's not preoccupied with more important things. We are in his presence because of Jesus, our high priest. Heaven. Heaven is breaking into South Austin, this neighborhood. Heaven is breaking into our neighborhood. This is what this means. Right now, because of Jesus Christ, our high priest. That's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to begin in Hebrews chapter 7, beginning at verse 23. And I'm going to read it to you. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there now. Verse 23 begins like this. It says this. Let me read it for us. Furthermore, the former priests who were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, verse 25, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. The former priests in in, in the Old Testament times that we're talking about here, the Levitical priesthood were many in number because why? Because they kept dying. They didn't live forever. So we had to like make more priests so that we'd always have priests. So this role as a priest offering sacrifices and praying on behalf of the people of God before God had to be passed on because of death. But what the Hebrew, the writer in Hebrews is giving us is a stark contrast of unlike those priests who kept dying because they were human, that had to be replaced, they were many in number. Unlike him, the priesthood of Christ is everlasting. How is that possible? How, how is the priesthood of Christ everlasting? Because death has no claim on him. Death doesn't stop him. We've seen this. The grave actually cannot hold Jesus. It didn't. Christ holds his priesthood forever, once for all, eternally, permanently, as Hebrews says, 
Because he lives. Because he reigns now and forever. That's pretty amazing if you think about it. Unlike those who died off, Jesus is a priest forever. So what does this mean for us? That's a great theological concept, Sean, that we take, we put on the shelf, but then we live our everyday lives. No, no, no. What does this mean for us? It means that for us, he is our high priest. Forever. Without fail. Always. Interceding for us, even when we don't want him to. Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father forever, praying for us. Working for our good. Saving all who come to him always. That's Jesus, our high priest. Death doesn't get in the way of his priesthood. And neither does our life situation. Whether we think he's there or not, he's still there interceding for us now and forever. Now the skeptic, if you're here, we've all got a little bit of them in us, might think that this is just, uh, this is just beneath them to put their faith in something so fantastic. And we would agree as Christians to be like, yeah, this is pretty amazing. This is just really hard to grasp. This is fantastic. So the skeptic's like, yeah, of course, we can't put our trust in something like that. This Christian claim about Jesus is just like, just barely at her. It's just a little too much. Let's just be honest, right? We don't need faith in something else. We can find all the answers within ourselves. We don't need a high priest. Our answers are deep within us. If we just dig deep and quiet and we do like certain things, tricks, we will trigger that inner priest in us and like things will be fine, right? We don't need a high priest. We are our own priests. We don't need anybody else, especially not someone who has defeated the grave and sits at the right hand of God the Father. We don't need a high priest because we ourselves are a high priest. But the truth is this. If we're really honest, human beings cannot help but put their trust in something other than themselves. We hunger for that. We long for that. Even if it seems irrational to us, we find this impulse in us to want to put our trust in something else. We know we are so deeply broken. We don't have to like give a proof for that. That's really easy for us to see. We are so deeply broken uh, as human beings and we hunger for something so badly, our soul cries out for something worthy of our trust. That's why we... The worst thing you can do to a human being is put them al- make them alone, isolate them. They want to have another that they can put some trust in, that they can relate to. In us is just this desire for another. So we turn to our priests, these things that claim to save us or to make things right in our lives, things that we think will fix us. These are our priests that we say we don't need, like wealth. If I can just get, oh, if I can just get enough wealth, things would be right in my life. But we don't need priests, right? What about power? If I, if I just had just a notch more of power, things at work would be totally different. My life would be way better. Sex. Man, I'm just, if I could just, man, that would just fix everything, wouldn't it? Work. I just need to work a little bit more, just a few more hours so I can provide for my family. Education. If I can just get into that school, things would be fine. Status. Drugs. Alcohol. Violence, the list goes on and on. This isn't really like novel. I mean, we are human beings. We know the things that we turn to all the time as our priests to try and make things right in our life. But they cannot and they never have. Why is that? Because eventually we defile them. Because we are so deeply broken that whatever we come to, when we get our hands on it, it just breaks too. And it is defiled just as much as we are. And the grave 
even if we, didn't, if we had any doubts, and the grave also consumes it as well as us. So even if we did have a fix for a period of time, the grave would swallow both of us up. They have never worked for us. None of those things have ever fixed the problems of humanity or our own personal problems that maybe even the folks sitting right next to you don't know about that you come in here this, come in here this morning with. So what's left? What would be a fitting high priest for us? What would actually work? Well, this is, this is why Scripture is so amazing. It happens to answer that very question, guys. Look at verse 26. It says this, For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest. Listen to this. Holy, blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day for his own sins. And then for those of the people, this he did once and for all when he offered himself. Jesus Christ, our high priest, is different than any other high priest or anyone who competes with trying to claim with being a priest. Why? Because he is holy and undefiled and forever without the brokenness of sin within him. Jesus is the very goodness of God. All of those things that we desire in our life, Jesus is actually all of those goodnesses in the flesh, undefiled. Everything else our soul longs for is actually ultimately found in him. And the great scandal is this, that Jesus makes peace for us, us broken sinners, us lost, broken people. He makes peace for us by offering himself for us. He is both our priest and the sacrifice all at once. Unlike our other fixes, Jesus Christ offers a sacrifice once and for all. Once and for all, perfect, holy, undefiled, and forever. And here's the uncomfortable truth. You and I can add nothing to it. And even better, you and I can take nothing from it. Jesus Christ, our high priest, has offered himself once and for all. Those of you who are looking for healing this morning, those of you who are looking for forgiveness, for freedom, those of you who hunger for the very content of life, the good life, who need to be restored. Those who are at the end of their rope in their place in life right now, maybe you're spiritually blind or deaf. You just feel like you, you're not making any progress on any kind of answers about what this life is all about. Maybe you are utterly alone this morning, deeply, deeply broken. There is such good news for you this morning. You need to listen to me right now. There's good news for you. Jesus Christ, your high priest, has come to you with the forgiveness of sins so that you don't have to be alone in the more, anymore. To give you the healing that you've desired and longed for, the healing that you need, Jesus Christ, your high priest, has come and offered himself for you. Let that sink in for a moment. Jesus has made a way for you when there was no way for you because of your sin. He has laid down his life as a sacrifice for you that you would walk in the newness of life of God. Friends, we have stood in opposition to God in our life probably more often than not. 
And we still do in so many ways. We say, for instance, that we want peace in the world. We say we want that. We want to live the good life. We desire beauty. We desire intimacy. We desire the truth. We desire justice. We desire safety and community. We desire all these things. But the reasons these things are defiled and broken is because of us. So here's the tough truth when we, when we grasp that reality of the brokenness of all the things that we get involved with and all the things that we desire. We cannot earn our way. We cannot fix these things. We can't make it work on our own. We can't earn our way into the good graces of God. There's nothing that we can fix or do in our own power. We can't make things right in our lives. There's no amount of positive thinking, no amount of money, no amount of comforts or medication that will heal us. We need a high priest, one who is undefiled, without sin, perfect, endless, completely the goodness of God. This morning, let's turn as a community, as people who are those broken people, who need Jesus, let's turn to him as our high priest in a fresh way this morning. Because of his death on the cross, we are set loose from the power of sin. It no longer holds us because of our high priest. By his resurrection, we share in the newness of life in God. And because he ascended to sit at the right hand of God the Father, even now, we have a spokesperson. We have an advocate. We have an intercessor for us, speaking up for us, guiding us always, working for our good. The people of God and God together. This is what Jesus offers you this morning. If you've not responded to the invitation to know Jesus before in your life, I want to invite you this morning. Respond to Jesus, the high priest, the one who makes peace for you by offering himself on the cross. I want to invite you during our time of Eucharist, there's a really appropriate time for this. As we all come forward to receive the body and blood of Jesus, there's some folks in the back who pray for people. They would love for, to come, if you would come back there and, and they could pray for you. They could walk you through what it looks like to put your faith in Jesus, the high priest. They could, they could pray with you and guide you through that. So I want to invite you to do that. You don't have to have it all together to have Jesus as your high priest. None of us do. You'd be the first. So why start now? Instead, receive the gift of forgiveness of sins, the sacrifice of Christ. Be filled. Think about this. Be filled with the Spirit of God in your life. And walk in the newness of the life that God offers you. Come to the one one who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus Christ, our high priest who lives and reigns now and forever. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.